Moo and hello, everybody. Welcome to the Pink Tron. I am Brent Robinson, and I am joined today by Chris Greenland. Chris, what are you drinking? I might be racing race two for HSRL, so I am boring Brent this afternoon. I'm drinking a Lagunitas Hoppy, Hoppy Refresher. Keeps fading in and out of the blur. Um, 0%, just like a sparkling hop water, essentially. Nice. Very good. And that is Sean Fogenberg. Sean, what are you drinking? Uh, I am not racing today, so I am not boring. Um, I've got a Deschutes Farm Stand Fresh Mango IPA. Nice. Very nice. And I may or may not race later. We'll see. But in any event, I'm still drinking a beer. It is the <laughs> local microbrewery, which is like 100 meters actually out my window, but takes me like 40 meters to get to because there's train tracks in the way. <laughs> this is the Ghost Father Cherry Ghost beer it's good it's kind of like a sour it's like a kettle sour with some cherry yeah ghosts are are usually kind of like sour salty yep little little briny so it's good it's different it's nice it's refreshing what what was the name of the brewery it's called hubtown brewing hubtown brewing okay yep i like that even though we've got boring brent in his boring office that chris is our boring brent today (laughs) yeah right who'd have thunk it it, uh, all things are possible in Zwift, <laughs> <laughs> including something that's possible, riding up to Chalet Renard and HSRL as today's HSRL or this weekend's HSRL race is on La Rende, which is the French course that uh, takes you up the Vontu simulation, but not to the top of the Vontu simulation. Yeah. But it will be, this is going to be a long, a long race. You've got about 12K of climbing, uh, maybe a bit more. Um, It's 23K uh, in total for the route with 1,181 meters of climbing. So more than the Alp just to get to Chalet Reynard. Um, So... I'm I'm expecting, you know, an hour and a half ish uh for the race. Yeah, that sounds right. Just and there's one so and then there's an intermediate sprint just for fun. Yeah, well so there's uh there are two segments, the balloon ballon sprint and petit KOM. Um and it's a little mean to have the petit KOM and then have to, you know, you've you've put out your uh earned your match. And then you have to keep climbing for another 10, 11 K. Yeah. And fight for finishing points. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think does... I've done this. This comes with a route badge, correct? Correct. I Which is, this. I think the only reason I'm doing it. <laughs> oh, you don't have this badge either. No, I, I've done the oh. full vent top a few times, obviously, but never Lorraine. So bonus points for that, I guess. I think you you had the uh, the climber's gambit on Lorraine at one point. Um, yeah, last week. Oh well, I mean it's been more than one time now. Uh, but yep. I've had the thought like oh, I should just keep going and get the badge and never actually had it in me because it turns out doing that that KOM all out and then the thought of doing eleven more K of climbing is a little rough. Isn't it though? Like last week, I have to stick 
you know, the blue banner for Climber's Gambit a certain amount of length after the, the KOM finish line, just to make sure that nobody misses out on the segment due to, you know, steering being uh, a factor or distance around corners. So there's always a little bit of a buffer built in. And last week is like an extra 500 meters at 8%. And that felt like hell. But this week, it's going to be much more than 500 meters. Yeah. But we don't have a choice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I see. So, so the climbers now, was, the time was just on Petit KOM. I got it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, that's the only measurable segment. Um, and then the rest of it is just, you know, tuck in. You're just climbing for an extra hour. Yeah. With only two segments, you could almost not sell out especially on petite kom and just kind of like keep your powder dry and see if you finish high enough up the field to move up from your segments yeah uh but are close wait so in general the 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 segments are two-thirds and the finish is one-third meaning the the finish is equal equal points as each of the segments in this one yes yeah Yes, exactly. The finish is exactly one segment. Uh, which which I think actually potentially weights things a little further toward that segment means more than it normally would. Well, each segment means more than it normally would, but but the segments total, well, I guess the segments total mean the same, essentially. Yeah. Right? It's always about a third. So. Uh, I mean, this one's interesting because We've got a sprint to start, uh, but I'm I'm guessing that that the ideal bike and wheel choice is still the lightest thing you've got, or or bike swap, bike swap, bike swap. Uh, you go full arrow. You bike swap after the KOM banner, and then you climb or bike it to the top. I don't. Actually, you might you you not it not might would. Uh, gain enough time like this is a long enough climb that that going from something arrow to something light is going to gain you more than the 15 seconds it takes you to swap your bike i think so and you can stop pretty quickly too because you're going straight uphill i'm going to bike swap just for my own peace of mind i you swap bike and wheels eh in 15 seconds sure mm. I, I think I'm just going to go with uh, light to start because that I'm, I'm going to be competitive enough on the sprint, even on the lighter bike, I think. Uh, Can always take Tron. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go, I'm gonna go Tron. Tron's going to be awfully close. I'm going to go Tron and then uh, just swift directly to climbing bike. Yeah. Don't hate it. You might Either even way, just stay on Tron to get like not not quite like there's kind of like it starts like at one level, then there's a little flat to downhilly bit, and then as soon as you come through that, right, you're gonna want to stop and switch there, I think, before you get into the real nasty bits. Yeah, starting at about thirteen and a half K, yep, uh, is where it you're just at like ten percent for another nine K. Yeah, I know I've raced this before, and I'm trying to find my 
Strava time on it or something, but I don't know. What's the easiest way to find a racy phrase before? <laughs> uh, search your activities for the name of the route. Yeah, or maybe like in Zwift Power, if something's called the Ren, will that show up? Nope. No. Hmm. Well, we won't we won't bore the listeners with Brent searching around the internet for times, but I know I have <laughs> raced I know I have raced Loren before in some event, and I know it was unpleasant. So um, it it may have been the other side. It may have just been bent out to the chalet by custom distance too. Yeah. I may be misremembering. So yeah, um, I don't know if there's much else to say. Remember that the TKOM is a bit draftable, right? Like you definitely want to stay in the draft till you get For to sure. that switch back up the cobbles before you try and unload. And you can try and drop people, but in general, my strategy is to be basically on the lead wheels until you hit that cobble and then go as hard as you can. <laughs> Um, field sizes in race one. I mean, not terrible. I was expecting worse. We did have a, a D made it all the way through. Oh, wow. Good for them. Four That's in amazing. the C's. Alex Cooper all by him, his lonesome in the B's. And then one, two, three, four, five, six in the A category as well. Wow. So not, not generally very big uh, fields. Oh, good opportunity uh, to score some points. Did you see who won the A's? <laughs> no. Um, yes, I don't know who that is, though. Aganesset from, from Vikings Valhalla. That's the guy who raced us in B1 in ZRL and won every every race, every segment. He won oh, everything. is that the same guy? Part of the yeah. Vikings crew? Yeah. Oh, At least he's an A now. We don't have to worry about him. <laughs> yeah, good for him. <laughs> Well deserved. Mm -hmm. Can't confirm that dude can ride a bike. <laughs> yes, can confirm. Um, yeah, so good chance to score some points on this. Yeah, so you know, Alex Cooper did it in a one fifteen. I couldn't do it in a one fifteen. So that's the that's the fast time that we're we're thinking. Yeah, just to put that in perspective, like so, Vanessa, uh, who won the A's, did it in one fourteen and change. Alex Cooper won the B's, did it one fifteen and change. And the next closest A was a one twenty three. So, you might want to book on your one thirty. <laughs> uh, so I just I did find it in Strava. Um, Tatum has actually done this in uh, fifty nine minutes. Holy smokes. <laughs> Um, Brent 124. Oof. Uh, Chris, it looks like you have done this 135. That doesn't sound right. Okay. Maybe I did do it. January of 2021. You say In so. Tour Lift. Oh, really? Oh, maybe that's what it was. Maybe it wasn't a race. Maybe it was a, a Tour de Zwift ride. Fair uh, enough. I think you did it something else, but yeah. Um, oh, okay. Brent, Brent did it in Tour de Zwift. Or Chris did it in Tour de Zwift. 
Okay. Um, so it's gonna it's gonna be a long one. Oh well, it's always you know it's something for everybody. Uh, and yeah, Brent, you did it in virtual Tour de France uh, okay. in 2020. Oh, that's right, because this was one of the uh, the TDF virtual stages. This is the one Michael Woods won, right? Yep. Yeah. I can't believe the French course, the French worlds are, came out in 2020. Good Lord. Yeah, back when we, uh, when we thought, you know, these lockdowns, these will be over soon, right? <laughs> <laughs> two more weeks two more weeks shelter in place <laughs> flatten the curve <laughs> uh might be too soon to laugh but it's still uh uh yep all right well on that note let's uh let's move on hope everybody has a good hsrl our next race of the weekend is Herd Beginner Racing in Fine and Sandy. I'm seeing that right. That's what I'm seeing as well. Which yeah. is 10.7 kilometers in the uh, Urakazi part of the Makuri Islands. It's flat. It does have the Mackayo climb. Hmm. Uh, it's, it's actually, you'll hit it twice. Okay, um, so that's definitely where you want to. So that is a dirt climb, so you'll want to be ready for that. Uh, so yeah, so her beginner racing. If you're new to herd racing or Zwift racing, this is our beginner series. It is a scratch race with um, first to the line, and only D's can race it. And even the D's are broken down into A, B, and C within their. Um, the D category, so you'll be racing as much as possible with people who are of similar abilities and speeds. And yeah, Fine and Sandy is a perfectly good race course. Um, with a little bit of, like I said, that the Mecca climb is about a maybe 600 meters, maybe 800 meters of dirt climbing that you will need to, you know, if there are breaks in the race, that is where the breaks will be. So for sure. Stay on, stay on the wheels in front of you as best you can. Try and know who's in your category because I think everyone ends up starting in the same pen because we can't break down the categories further than that. And so, um, you know, maybe a little scout in advance, see who's close to you. Yeah, and so stay the, as close uh, as you can. the Mecca climb comes about uh 2k in, and then again about 2k from the finish. So right. It's it's going to split things up to begin with, and then you kind of just stick with whatever group you've got, uh, kind of do some regrouping in between, and uh, conserve as much as you can for that uh, that final couple of k. Yeah, and and I mean the listen, it is for beginner racing. Stick until the end, do as best you can at the line. But if you want to race with some panache, here's the tip. You can make the move stick from the top of Mech Isle if you give her. So if you're feeling spicy, you you try and drop everyone in that climb and then stay on the gas all the way to the finish line. It's tough, especially if there's a big group. Usually these aren't big groups coming behind you. So you can drop and, and then stick that move for sure in a race like this. So yeah. that's your tip for we'll listen to the pink tron this week, beginner racers. Bike choice, I think, is 
Tron if you got it. I think that's right. Um, I've tried the gravel thing. Do not recommend. <laughs> yeah, the especially with the. I mean, you might get you might get ten seconds on the climb. Uh, you're probably not holding it for another couple of k. Yeah, it's 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 really really challenging to stick that move with on the gravel bike all the way to the finish. So no bike swap on this one. If no, you're it's... alone, but it's too short, you yeah. can't save that much time. Um, yeah. So otherwise, if you don't have Tron, your fastest regular arrowy all round type racing bike. It, it's such a mixed service and mix up and down that there's not a lot of advantage to be gained by either bike, really. Like it's all gonna balance out in the race, frankly. I don't think there's much else to say about that one. Enjoy the sunshine of Urukazi. Before heading to rainy London. <laughs> For the climbers gambit. Chris, what do we got this week? We are taking on Box Hill. Haven't visited Box Hill in a while, so we're overdue. Um, course is London Loop, which gets us to the base of the climb at about 6.8k. This is one where I don't even have to warm up. We just um, take a little spin for a few minutes, hit the line, um, maybe about an eight-minute effort for for C's. Um, a little longer over. for most A little C's. longer? All right, eight to ten, we'll call it. Yeah. Okay. And then we hit the finish at uh, 10.5. If I got it right, it's before we have that little kicker after the line, but there's every chance we have to go up and over that just as a parting gift. But then you get to enjoy the downhill. Oh, did you put the downhill in for the finish line or just you can keep riding? No, you can just keep riding. Ah, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We like to be efficient here. If you want to get out of London, uh, just hit the blue banner and off you go. But you get some free XP out of that. So for reference, uh, we did this in Climber's Gambit in on Christmas Eve. Uh, and this was when I was pretty fit so like high c low b uh and then did an 816 yeah i might have even raised that one let's see that was at probably no or 4.1 for a little over eight minutes. So I've got I've got three stampedes and some HWRs and a bunch of other stuff, but no climbers gambits on this one. So yeah, four watts a kilo will get you up there in the low eights, uh, and then adjust from there. What does that work out to in terms of speed? High teens KPH? It is. Thirteen point six miles an Ooh. hour. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So not quite fast enough for TT. Probably Tron. Probably Tron. That's what I guessed. Tron or Tron adjacent. Yeah, it's not. It's not quite steep enough for the full climber, right? I don't think no. there's. 
there's a flat spot at the start and a flat spot um at the top yeah it's only it's only four and a half percent average but that is still enough to slow you down considerably uh i could i mean yeah it's probably tron yeah i guess the only other tip i'll offer on box hill is number one make sure you know where the start line is it's sooner than the real hill right as soon as you come past the roundabout you're gonna go down through the subway around the roundabout to the left and then the start of the segment is right there so you gotta start your power kind of there even though the real box hill doesn't start for about another 400 meters where you make the right hand turn so i think that's one tip i can offer on this one and then the next thing is is the hardest steepest bit is the first long straight bit to the first switchback so in terms of like pacing you actually kind of want to be on the power for that long straight bit that is the steepest part of the whole route and then it does a couple switchbacks um but that is less steep so you know don't don't necessarily save it because the route actually gets flatter as it goes because it does end in about a 600 meter flat toward like one percent max type thing before you hit the banner and don't get distracted mm. by the weird overhead camera yeah <laughs> <laughs> keep stomping all the way to the line and, th and that is another reason at least for me where it, it skews towards arrow because you can you're hitting that hardest part while your legs are still fresh and you can power through that and up and over and then the gradient gives way slightly as you get more tired, yeah, the lactate builds up. Just looking at the uh, the saved screenshots for the effort, I was on a Tron for that. Um, I am probably leaning Tron for this again, but even more so because I'm definitely slower than I was then. So even less, <laughs> even less uh, need for arrow. <laughs> yeah so that's climbers gambit this week box hill's fun I, I i always enjoy a good box hill climb it's a really great one to kind of you know regularly measure yourself on um i i now have you know five years of efforts on this Uh, and it, it is in that like VO2 to threshold range. Um, so really gets a good, you know, it's a good me uh, measure of where your fitness is at. Um, so I'm probably going to try and ride this maybe tomorrow before I do HSRL. We'll see. It, it'd be a long day. <laughs> what a fun one. It would. I, I I did a double race last Sunday. I did I did HSRL and then I did the stampede like thirty minutes later. Nice. That was the short stampede though, right? It was only the two K stampede, okay. but still. Yeah, I can yeah. tell you it felt very unpleasant for the last thirty seconds. Hey, it felt pretty unpleasant for everybody for the last thirty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably fair. <laughs> I did win the HSRL though. Oh, nice! Yeah, but, there were but not the stampede. Uh, not across the whole weekend. No, I did not. 
Okay, yeah. Well, let's let's get through it. So the next race is, is Mountain Goats. Uh, that is our climbing race. It's a scratch race, but on a climby type route that finishes usually at the top of a hill. I assume that's what he's got going on this week. Is it's that's... so it's, it's this is Bologna two and a half. So I think it's three climbs up the Bologna climb essentially, yep. right? So it's it's uh it's it's the uh, Chris Greenland Memorial Fondo half. <laughs> That's got to be six. That's right, yeah, because that would have been six climbs, oh. right? Yeah, this is forty kilometers, basically, right? That's must be how he's done it. He's just set it yeah, to custom forty k. Be. Because it's about eight from the from the pens to the top of the climb. Yeah, so it might be a little over forty, but yeah, because you got to do the loop at the top and a little bit past the start. But yeah, so for those of you unfamiliar with the Bologna course in general. And we're going to be talking about it again <laughs> for the next race. It is a six kilometers of flat with a little bit of roll to it. Not really much to write home about. Basically a flat. And then the last two kilometers are averaging, what, 13, 14%, something like that? Uh, I think a little it's less, 10? 10, 10. Yeah. It, 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 there definitely are 13 and 14s on it. Absolutely. I think it might hit yeah. 20 at, at the... Uh... At the little like switchback in the middle, yeah, yeah it definitely um, does. Which actually, uh, I've I've raced this in scratch races and made up like five seconds just in that like hundred meters uh, by just kicking through that um, that little switchback, um, which probably is probably on me. I always die there. <laughs> yeah, so. So I mean, in terms of like racing, so yeah, the uh, the climb is two k at nine point six percent. Okay, it'll feel worse than that. I promise yeah. you. Yeah, no, it's that's the average, which has some, you know, seven and there, you know, late in the climb, there's that there's that bit for the last few hundred meters where it's basically five percent. There's like four to five percent, meaning that the first two thirds of the climb is like. There's a there's a long segment of 13 and then a long segment of like 17. Yeah, yeah. I just in my mind this is like a solid 14 15% all the way up. That's just how I feel. It always goes for me. Yeah, it turns out that that like that uh 4 to 5% near the end feels a lot steeper because you're already blown. Yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, in terms of like as a scratch race for tactics, I mean, I'd say like like normally that. So just again, if you're not familiar, normally Bologna is raced as an ITT route. So you you take a we're going to talk about this again, but you take a TT bike, you go kind of like somewhat a little under threshold, then you go as hard as you absolutely can up the hill, and it takes about half the time for the flat bit and the climbing bit. In a scratch race, like I I'd, I'd even be inclined to go like even easier and harder especially like oh, absolutely. three times um like i just i would barely even worry about the pack like if the pack is going threshold i'd i'd probably let them go because it's gonna break up the second you get on that hill like unless you're the absolute pointiest end of the pointy end like it, it's basically a tt but i can't imagine the group unless there's some really strong people in the group 
can't imagine the group pushing hard enough to make everyone else ride at threshold because they like everyone else realizes the point of the race is the climb like when I've, when I've raced this where it's multiple laps everything on the flat is so easy yeah it's only gonna i suspect it's gonna get easier later and you're gonna probably catch people like if people blow up and die you're gonna ride up on their wheels late in the race so i mean i would i would go very easy and definitely not be chasing somebody who's going off at threshold on the flat i would be low mid to zone two max if i could get away with it like try and stay out of tempo even if you can <laughs> so because that's 40k and and like i said you're gonna race of the so it's 40k normally like that would take you about an hour right 40 kilometers an hour is pretty normal with pack speed on Bologna, you're looking at racing like 45 minutes, but 25 of it is going to be on the climb. <laughs> the six kilometers of it. So, I mean, everything else, you want to be easy, easy, easy. I don't know if there's much else. Take, I, I think you just take your climber. Yeah, absolutely. Take your climbing so. climbing bike. Yep. Um, okay. Now, how right. do you do it as a TT? We just talked about that, right? Yeah, I mean TT. Like I said, it's it's. I mean, every it, this is one of the beauties of Bologna as a TT is it, it's like an experiment every time about how easy you can go on the flat and hard you can go and how much you save and everything like that. I have traditionally probably gone too hard too hard on the flat and not had enough gas for the climb. So this is so we're talking about now the stampede, which is this route is is we're just doing one time up Bologna, which again. Uh, I, I can't even think how many times I raced Bologna probably at this point. Is there is Bologna just a segment? Yeah. Yep. Although anytime you've raced oh. it, for example, in the Chris Greenland Memorial Fondo. Uh, yeah. So you that, only get that, one that's time. That's actually the last six times I've done this climb. <laughs> Oh, you're looking at straight. So I've got his races. I've got nine races, nine race times on Bologna, including uh, Herd Summer Racing League TT, two Stampedes. Oh, a team time trial. Oh, I remember that. That was unpleasant. <laughs> so, and then, so my best TT time is a 1746. Um, so, um, essentially, yeah. So you want to go. 80% of threshold, maybe 90% of threshold if you're feeling aggressive on the flat. But like I said, don't underestimate how hard that climb is. And then the climb is target your best eight to 10 minute power <laughs> and go as hard as you can up, or, <laughs> up the climb. Or more. I mean, yeah, 10 minutes is 10 minutes is a good time for, for C's. So like a, yeah. an under 20 time trial is, is a strong C time yeah so um that's the strategy um yeah i i take in terms of bike choice on bologna i i definitely would go with a with a time trial bike um 
the there I know that there are some people who decide that they want to uh bike swap on the climb, which I I don't think I would recommend. Um but it is even time. Um so I, I know that you put something in the Facebook post about potentially going with one of the lighter TT bike setups. Um, I wouldn't argue with that because you're probably not losing a ton of time uh, on the flat. Uh, yeah, it's it's like compared like the if you took like the felt with the DT Swiss 62s or the plasma with the NV 7.8s, you're to the Cadex or the full disc, you're giving up two seconds on the flat bit and you're making up two seconds on the climb. I mean, that's the type of margins we're probably talking about in terms of the TT bike differentials here. So, you know, that certainly like the fast people like that might make the difference in your, um, you know, first or second place or third to fourth place or something like that in some of these race times. But, um, you know, take take whatever makes you feel good. But a TT bike will almost certainly be faster than a road bike on a time trial on Bologna. Look fast, <clears throat> feel fast. Yep. And yeah, you're looking at, you know, A's can probably clear this in sub-16. I think some A's probably can clear it in 15 real, real light fast guys. My fastest is a 1646, but that wasn't a TT. My fastest TT is a 1746 which I'm not sure I could do these days for sure. <laughs> so, you know, if you're a B and you're getting into the 18 minutes, you're doing good. C's, like you said, 20 minutes, D's. And uh, just to just to make, you know, everybody feel a little bad, uh, I believe that the... So this this was added. I don't, I don't know how many, you know, newer riders we have um, since... 2019 when this uh route was added for the the Giro um this was the opening time trial stage one time trial in uh the 2019 Giro and oh, you're going to tell us the time from the actual Primoz Giro won it in 1254 <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that's preposterous yeah so round if if you're uh if you're getting around that 13 minute time you're in uh you're in world tour form <laughs> did he attack seb on the climb too <laughs> did he bike swap <laughs> so, somebody uh, did that recently in a tt yeah i mean i don't remember if he did i know there were bike swaps in that one yeah uh, uh... Yeah, they, they they ride a TT and then the team car like, well, the team car is pushing him with the wave of air with the 30 time trial bikes on top of it. And then it pulls up behind him and they jumps off the TT bike and japes up the climber and away he goes. <laughs> I always think that's a bit unsporting myself, but anyway. I mean, even in uh, this year's Giro, uh, Darren Thomas did the slowest bike swap I've ever seen. <laughs> He did the helmet swap too. Yeah, right? hop <laughs> off, slowly take off the helmet, hand it over, no rush, just chill. Interesting. 
All right, that is the stampede for this week. Um, oh, I guess just a couple other tips. Steering should be off. I've set it off, so don't worry about steering or anything. Um, because we're doing mass starts, so sometimes when you start out of a mass start, you won't see the clock start running until you hit like some imaginary line somewhere down the course. The The clock is running from the time you start, so don't go. Go from the gun. As soon as the time goes, go. Um, so that's that. And then... Uh, are, what is the setup? So does everyone come out of the same pen or is everyone in... Like you're in the, the same pen with your category. So like the only yep. timing that matters is because there's different amounts of time, different distances from the pens yep. to the to the start line essentially. But yep. you're racing against your category. So and, and as best as we can tell, Mark John, I don't know, he, he like watched streams of races or check distances or something like that from Strava and and every pen in each race time starts at the same pen. So like if you're the B, the B pen is the same every time, the A okay. pen is the same every time. So it should be the same across all the time slots. But yes, it is a different pen. Although you can still watch Kev Fowler blow past you in the last 20 seconds if you race with him. <laughs> uh, I thought I had him, honestly. I was crashing hard. All right. That is the Stampede, which brings us to the bullseye for the week. Which we are looking at. Two bridges loop. Two village loop. I've got. Oh, two village loop. Two village loop. The wrong. So, two laps, five sprints. Because you're going to go past countryside and the one in the village at the top. Is that the second sprint line? Yep. Yeah, so you're going to do the country sprint. So again, I mean, so Bullseye is a, is a points race where the time is determined, your points, pardon me, are determined by who is the first across each of the sprint lines in the race. And so this is a, a two-lap race. There's two sprints in the race. So you get points based on who is first across each of these two sprint lines. And then you also get points um, at the finish line, essentially. So that adds up to five sprints. So the first sprint is the country sprint, which I mean, it's short ish, but doesn't really matter. Just be first. I would say yep. just don't wait for the, don't wait for the green line on that one. Cause it is really short. You're going to want to be out going for it. I think well before that, I mean, keep your eye a little bit on the guys around you or racers around you. Pardon me. Um, and otherwise I'd say watch for the bus stop on the right. That's kind of the, Right, isn't it on the right on that direction? I think so. Yeah, it's it's a slow curve. We just did this in the the, the Z racing this week. So mm -hmm. it's like that slow right hand turn, right? And then you hit yeah. the banner. Yeah. That's my recollection. Yeah. So so if you if you see that um bus stop on the right hand side down in the grass there and, and the pack isn't going, it's probably time to go because you might get them. Yeah, the so Actually, both of these sprints are really short. Um, they're both 100-meter sprints. Uh, yeah, and the trick of the one, so the second one is going to be the village. So you're going to go, you're going to start at the, I don't know what to call these pens, the village pens. Let's call them that. I'm going to go downhill through the banner, 
and then you're going to hit the that uh, countryside sprint around three, four kilometers in. I think that's about right. Uh, yeah, it's oh, going to be pretty close. One of the things I like about this route it is, is it is one of the uh, few routes that takes you around the little loop of the town. Uh, yes. A little village rather than and, going through through the center of it. And both of them. It takes you around yeah. both of them. So that's kind of fun for sure. Yeah. And so, yeah, you're going to go your fast country sprint through around the village, not through the village. And then you're going to go up the climbs, for lack of a better expression, towards the castle village that we call that. And then the fun part here is you're going to like turn left and then a right to go back through the village to hit the sprint. So you're not going to, you're going to go straight into the sprint. You're going to go like around the village first. So it's really going to be hard to see where that sprint starts. So I guess what's the it best might be way worth to like doing if, if bullseye is your thing, it might be worth just riding this route uh, and doing a recon to get a sense of where those sprints. Yeah. Or pick any road and especially like, go out to that village and kind of ride it around the outside in a I'll call it the clockwise direction. Yeah, they're both clockwise. Yeah, just to see where that that right-hand turn is that last right-hand turn before you got to start going cuz the the sprint starts you literally can't see cuz it actually the sprint itself makes two turns inside the sprint, a right yeah. and then a left. So I think you're going to want to go before that. Yeah, and then you'll go you'll go through the sprint back around the village, kind of that same part of the vill village up at the top you did, descend, rinse and repeat. Yeah. With the finish line kind of in a like that's a downhill finish. So can definitely like basically if you can keep attacking from that sprint to the finish, there's definitely a way to keep away from up there. This one Potentially. Looks, it could be pretty pretty fun. Yeah, this is. I've never raced a bullseye in this course. This might actually be a, a fun, really fun bullseye to try. I've uh, been doing ladder races, which maybe we'll talk about around the horn. So my my other nights have been full to get into some of the herd races, unfortunately. And that is the week of herd racing. Uh, next week, HSRL is going to be on the Glasgow Crit Circuit, so that'll be a just brutal <laughs> there will be many many segments and then uh her beginner racing is on one of their the standard repeat courses so sand and sequoias very good yeah so that brings us to round the horn and other than regaling everyone with our tales of glory or lack thereof from a week of racing and zrl and <laughs> And uh, ladder racing. Uh, Zwift came out with a bunch of news this week with a big long announcement called "What to Expect from." Or what was it? Uh, what's the official thing? This season on Zwift. That's the trick. I mean, they had a whole bunch of announcements. But we'll talk about just sort of the most interesting ones. I think you know, in general, one of the most interesting ones is that we're going to get new roads in Watopia. Yeah, I feel like that's the headline. It's been. It's been a long time since there's been real new roads. There was the the couple of bypasses that were added, right? Like the the little bit across from the um, Zwift reverse KOM. 
uh, and then the bypass from the like the the epic KOM bypass. But I can't remember the last time they added real new roads. Yeah, in Watopia, it's been a long time. I would say, what was the last new stuff like Titans Grove in Watopia? Titans Grove was roads? the last one. Yeah. Yeah, so these these new roads are um they've essentially connect the desert to the alp via flat tarmac. So for those of us who've ridden such in some time will be familiar that the only way to get to the alp right now is essentially you have to climb the first little bit of epic KOM, then you get you kind of hang a right, you go over to the jungle, you do three to four kilometers across descending dirt, through the dirt descending and then you take a right hand turn and then you can start the alp so now there will be a new route that connects to the bottom of the mayan bypass so the jungle now has like a figure eight thing with like a little mayan strip that goes to the middle and that is where the new roads are going to connect us to that mayan figure eight bit for lack of a better expression yeah, it looks like oh, it probably well, the, I guess connects, the very bottom, but like it looks like it probably connects in the caves, like right around where the uh where the lap banner is. Yeah, I thought it was gonna turn more into where that little Mayan bypass was. You're right. It's gonna it, this map looks like it's gonna connect to the very bottom, the very south end of it. Which I don't know, I mean you still gotta do like a kilometer of dirt climbing. No, I'm I don't know that there's any climbing there. I think that the the cave, like when you're in the cave, it's all flat. But the turn, like the turn into the Alp is still. I don't uh, think I mean, that that's like up 80 above meters, the caves. So oh, okay, I always thought it was a little bit above, but I mean, it, it it's be, not much. Yeah. It's not much. It's not as far as the descent through the jungle. To be fair, yeah, but um, and I mean. If if really what you're worried about is, and I, I think this is one of the things that people have, have complained about for a while is just like, there's no quick way to get to the Alp without riding gravel. And, you know, we're, we're here to speculate. So I think one of the things we would speculate about is uh, maybe putting some pens uh, along this route. Um, which give you enough warm up, but you get to the the start of the Alp only having ridden pretty much tarmac the whole way. Yeah, depending on where they stick the pens. I mean, well, it'll be tarmac. It's just whether it's close or not depends on where they stick the pens because it yeah. is 19 kilometers of road. So if they stick them back over by the desert, still going to take you forever to get there. For but sure. But if they, if they stick it on the far west side then that's nicer for getting to the Alp which yeah it's good I mean they're saying it's going to be eight new routes which and, and longer routes right like some of these routes are up to about 40 some odd kilometers 48 kilometers is the longest one which especially if it's a, a flat long route that's not really a thing like eastern eight no, I guess Eastern Eight has Titans yeah. Grove twice, but that'd be the flattest, longest route right now in Watopia, I think. So that's that's cool. Like, 
I'm ready to go get some more badges. <laughs> yeah, I can't you could do like maybe a long flat loop and then just have the option to hang a left and finish off with the Alp. I think that's a nice way to spend an afternoon on Zwift if you're stuck inside. Yeah, I mean, you could do you could start at the uh, the the desert pens around there and or even the downtown go through the desert do the whole desert come to the the new 19k of flat and then finish with the the climb that would be a that it, it's essentially a vuelta stage <laughs> just, <laughs> just a long flat with a with a climb at the end i was gonna call it like the long bologna <laughs> there's 10 minutes it's an hour up the climb at the end an hour to get there and an hour up the climb yeah, yeah, exactly. But I guess either way, I mean, I guess there's two things. Number one, your roots could go down through the jungle in the counterclockwise direction, back over towards the desert, and then you kind of mostly flat to descending, maybe if you start at like jungle pens or something. Or um you know, the other way you're gonna have to climb back up through the jungle, I guess, to complete a loop. Just kind of a pain but say love you yeah that's that's the main thing i'm seeing is to create a lot of loops uh if if the the new routes that are added are loops they're you're gonna end up needing to do the jungle anyway unless there's a u-turn somewhere along along this route like uh which it's entirely possible it's coming off of a roundabout from it's coming off of the um the kind of airport roundabout uh in saddle springs um so it's entirely reasonable that they just put a roundabout um at the far end um over by the alp as well Yep. And then we could even, I could see them doing like a lollipop thing around the little Mayan bit, in which case, you know, it's half as much dirt to deal yeah. with. So, but you know, I, I mean, of course, I mean, they're going to do that. You know, that Zwift has got some route that's going to be like ridiculous climbing nonsense route that's going to be epic to, you know, into the jungle to this thing all the way around to the Alp and back down and up out of the jungle and back up the other side of the epic or something. I mean, Okay. Great. Something something for uh herd of mountain goats. Yeah, something some some Saturday to where I'm too bored to be sensible to go kill, so that's fine. <laughs> so, yeah, good. I mean new new roads is good, new links is good. I you know I would assume that uh so we we did have a little bit of discussion about the fact that we're I think we should expect a couple of like one or two sprints along this road. Um, given that, uh, one, it's 19 kilometers, um, and two, that Watopia really only has, I think it's two sprints. The bridge and the desert. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think it's very likely we get at least one sprint segment, if not two, because they're flat. Um, but from the... From the screenshots, it looks like it'll be beautiful. All kind of, uh, there's kind of mixed terrain uh, in terms of like what the the environment is, um, but should be flat, fast roads. 
Um, so I think people are going to like it. Yeah, I mean, it gives you something to do besides just ride up and down Tempest Fugit for hundreds of kilometers if you want to do flat stuff. Which is cool. New 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 roads is cool. Variety is cool. I, I'm still hanging out for my Euro land of link link. Give me my link to all my Euro lands. I think would be still cool. But yeah, other updates. Um, they're gonna do some. They're gonna give you more options for searching and selecting and planning workouts in Companion App, which is you know anything that makes Companion App more useful. I think is good. No, can't really complain about it in any event. Um, do you do you do, you do work Zwift workout, Sean? When you're training? Uh, no, I I usually plan my own or you do plan your own, yeah. Train a road type things. Um, or and I mean, one of the things that is changing, um, is the uh there will be some changes in the climb portal. Uh, in Watopia, you will have a, a it looks like a rotating option of several climbs. Um. And that is actually one of the things, one of the ways that I have found that I kind of like doing a workout is pick one of the climbs that is about the right length and do repeats of a climb. Um, so like Crow Road was good for about a two by 20 threshold workout. A um, couple of those, couple of those were really good workout climbs. Um, I think the thing that, uh oh the the thing that I, like i saw that is really interesting is uh you can actually scale the climbs yeah so, i was gonna ask you about yeah. that uh potentially meaning okay there's a 40 minute climb i don't want to do a 40 minute climb but i could do two 20 minute climbs uh and just do like the scaled version of it twice um, would actually make for really potentially really interesting workouts. Yeah, is that so? I guess my interpretation of what they're saying is essentially like instead of if it's a ten percent grade, it'll be a five percent grade. If you go to the fifty percent uh, option, if it's a ten percent grade, I, you pick the seventy five percent. It's like a seven point five percent grade. But you think it's going to shorten the distance? I think it's a distance scale. But then does I read the, it the same way, Sean? Too. I would so assume the, that it's distance scaled with the same gradients. Okay, so if it's a 4% grade at 500 meters, now it's a 250 meter 5% grade. Yeah, or yeah. Okay, okay. That's mm. my guess, but we'll see what it actually ends up meaning. Yeah, I, I, well, I mean, listen, I hope Zwift is accessible to as many people as want to enjoy it. I, I you know, I mean, the the climb portal thing's a bit weird. Like, it's, I was gonna say that, like, what's the point of a climb portal when the climb doesn't actually represent any climb? But I guess at the end of the day, you go up and it's just a bunch of green and blue nonsense anyway. So, um, whatever. But like, when you call it the Col de Tourmalet and it's not the Col de Tourmalet, then it's the Half de Tourmalet. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean. I, they must be getting good traction on people doing it, right? Otherwise, why would they muck around with it? Or maybe they're not. Maybe maybe the only people riding it are Bs and As, and that's why they're putting this in so that the Cs and Ds will go up at once in a while. But like um, I, 
I liked the climb portal stuff. I didn't do Tourmalay. I didn't do Aspen. Like I didn't do the longer ones because I wasn't I wasn't interested in doing like an hour and forty minute climb. <laughs> like, yeah, I haven't done. I guess essentially the same thing. I just it's not that I wouldn't do a climb like that. I just like I have other things to do with my life. <laughs> you know what? I I only have like you know twenty minutes to. Usually it's like at the end of a shorter race or something, right? I've done like a 25 minute race. It's like, well, I don't really want to stop my workout for 25 minutes. All right, I'll go do a 25 minute climb, but I'm not going to do a 90 minute climb. Right. Right. So, so maybe same thing. So, I mean, yeah, it's interesting, I guess. I, I'll, I'll be really, really curious what kind of uptake they get with that because, I mean, I, it's like your people scale you don't scale any other parts of anything so what's the like you do a workout <laughs> do you know what I mean? do a workout <laughs> like you do anything like the, the, it's not like you're getting the visuals out of it like you're just watching the floaty taco chips so um you know if you want to go hard for 20 minutes you could put it on a 20 minute threshold segment and watch a movie it's kind of the same thing like there is something there i and this is just personally, uh, there is something that feels more challenging, engaging, uh, like just sitting on Erg at Threshold and watching a movie is less engaging than having to actively think about like, how do I hold power? When do I put power in? Um, even if it is just you know, a little strip of colored road. Yeah. But I mean, you, you can do that on you can, any other, you can put a movie on even with the, like that, that always blows my mind too, is people are like, Oh, I'm writing Zwift, but I need my, I'm in all these different Zwift groups. We're like, Oh, I have my movie on my second screen. I was like, why are you bothering writing in Zwift? There's a hundred apps that you can put on that'll let you pedal your trainer at power and watch whatever you want. Like why, put this fake bike on the second screen to not pay attention to what's happening. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, listen, if you're working out, good for you. That's the important part. Uh, I think that the other potentially interesting uh, announcement that none of the three of us can really comment on because we don't have the steering stuff um, is the... Crit City gamification uh, is, is probably the biggest one. It's like, all right, we're going, we're we're doing that full Mario Kart, yeah. Uh, which I think, you know, we don't have access to it, but I know that like all of us have kind of talked about like the things. Zwift is a game. Make it a game. They're making it a game. Yeah, I, I have that part to me is actually super interesting. Even the repack rush multiplayer mm -hmm. racing stuff, same thing, right? I mean, that you're right. That is the new. That is like we're not just going to make you pedal. Now you're at the pedal and think at the same time, which I think is really, really interesting and potentially really, really fun. I know, I know, like from you know doing races against guys who have steering even on and how it changes how you think about the way things are going to happen in a race is. It's interesting to me. Like I said, I'd other than being in the Zwift play desert of Canada, 
I'd have a pair right now. <laughs> that, does that interest you? I know, like, Sean and I have talked about it. Are you interested in something like that, Chris? Would you want to do more than just pedal the bike straight ahead? Yeah, I think um, with this announcement, I think this puts the play controllers firmly on my Christmas wish list. Yeah, and I know people get grumpy about the 100 bucks or 100 pounds or 100 euro price a little bit for a pair of controllers, which I think, like, I know what, like, Xbox controllers and stuff cost. It's pretty close, awfully close. Same as a pair of new Switch Joy-Cons within 10 bucks anyway. Um, but, um, you know, the other thing, like, we hadn't talked about talking about this, but I, did you guys know the new announcements from Wahoo this week? About their new trainer and stuff. Oh yeah. So yeah, Let's Wahoo comes out with a new Wahoo Move trainer that you, like, I don't know, it's supposed to kind of rock with you essentially as you like accelerate and move forward, whatever. But it's it's over two thousand bucks up here, so you know <laughs> you're gonna worry about and the new kicker bike shift was I think it came out at thirty hundred thirty eight hundred Canadian something like that. So like people who are dropping 2000 bucks on a trainer or 4000 bucks on a bike are not too worried about their 100 125 150 dollar controllers to do fun video gamey stuff. I yeah. I actually did just see something uh that I found a little interesting. Isn't uh the I so uh on apparently wahoo is selling their kicker core with a one-year membership of zwift um, well i think it's part of the settlement of the lawsuit so they've settled right so um zwift no sorry wahoo had been suing zwift for patent infringement when zwift came out with the the i can't remember, the hub because of saying it was whatever and they've settled that lawsuit and my understanding is one of the terms of the lawsuit now is that Zwift will only sell trainers bundled with a one-year subscription to Zwift. So, Right, but it the thing that I found really interesting is that Wahoo is selling with a one-year bundle with Zwift. Oh, given, as an option? Yeah, so that's an option, okay. and I found that really interesting because I thought Wahoo had their own... Uh, they have RGT, they do so they do. that was a that was an interesting little uh tidbit on this announcement oh I, I hadn't appreciated that they were also bundling zwift into yeah that is kind of interesting considering they have other software they could that they support yeah well i mean how this is all going to shake out to be very interesting we talked about my whoosh and worlds and stuff before so um yeah, it, it's, uh, you know, I continue to say, like, I was in, we've been doing ladder racing. We've raced the same team a couple times, run to the same guys that I've run into other races or gals, frankly, in this last week. Um, get into um, ZRL and, of course, Max Schumanski is racing in the ZRL. America's one who Max and I have probably raced HSRL and HWR against each other maybe two dozen times at this point. So, you know, Zwift continues to be the, weirdest digital small town in the world (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, did you, uh, all right. Let's let's do ZRL chat quick. So, Jean, you you raced, right? You did a you didn't one. Uh, yeah, I did race one. Um, and I I think I mentioned last week that I had been off the bike pretty much and hadn't done any intensity in like two and a half weeks. Uh, I did. I jumped into HSRL with uh, Chris last week and absolutely destroyed myself uh, to the point that I had to quit the race after, like, I very nearly vomited after lap one, stopped and waited for them to come by on their third lap so I could do lap two segments with them and then quit. Um, then I did the uh, stampede on Sunday, and that was my, like, get my lungs back used to being thrashed uh wasn't enough to it, it, it turns out you can't cram the aerobic fitness part you can you can get your lungs back used to being totally overloaded um i was able to stick with the group over the like first first set of hard efforts but when they went on the breakaway bray lap 2 it just couldn't stick on um but team did well i think that uh one of the things that i was hearing pretty consistently from people in our race and across other races was that um i think in particular with the burritos uh the combination of the burritos and the new pack dynamics really messed some people up yeah did, did, did you like how did you how did your C race shake out? What were you C one? It was in the C one, yeah, yeah. And how, did it shake out with a big group sprint at the end, or was there a break? Or yeah, so I think for the most part, there like I wasn't in that first group, so it was hard for me to know exactly what was going on. Um, I was in the kind of first big group that got split off lap one. Um, but yeah, I think that that for the most part, it was it mostly stuck together, but there were people being shed off that front group every time they went over a feature. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, our, uh, I race with the mad Mustangs in B one America's East B one. And, um, love the Mustangs. Yeah. Super fun. We've been doing some ladder races and stuff. Like it's our herd of randos ladder group is probably like a seventy-five or ninety percent overlap with our Mad Mustangs that are L team. So it's been it's been great. But um, that B one race, I mean, the burritos were more annoying than functional. Like there was a hundred plus people in the race. Let's start with that. So we had like sixteen teams or something. Yeah, we also had about one hundred and ten in our race. Yeah, so I mean, huge races for Swift, really. And then um, the finishing group ended up being almost 40 riders. So, you know, I mean, Probably we similar. shed some people, but not really till um, I think it was probably even as many as 50 or 60 deep until the last lap between like that castle and the, and the, the kind of the banner at the top. Like it's, it's not technically the lap banner, but it's like the start banner, right? Some in the last lap, a bunch of guys just launched a full attack right up there and that shed i think probably like 20 bodies like terry rigby was with us and you and simpson and and they both ended up dropping there on our team 
And then, you know, then it's back down the hill, back up Castle Corkscrew for another attack, back down the hill, and then finish sprint. And I mean, technically I was in the front group, but I finished like 34th out of the 40 people in the front group. Like I was just like sprint was, oh God, please stop going so fast. I'm dying now. Please stop. <laughs> that was my sprint. So, um, but yeah, the burritos were just like because it didn't feel like it was ever tactically effective because everybody had them. Like you couldn't game it really. Like you just, you'd come across and like a bunch of people let a burrito, you'd pedal hard to get to the front. And then a bunch of people launch a burrito, you'd pedal hard to get to the front. And it never really like changed the race in any way other than you had to pedal hard for 15 seconds. Cause there was a burrito on. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, it was one of the guys on our team made the comment that it was a, you know, a, a bonus to people who are riding at the front, but in the new pack dynamics to ride at the front, you got to ride hard. Yep. So you either rode hard to not get dropped by a burrito or you rode hard to stay at the front in front of the burrito. Either way you're riding hard. <laughs> so the way that I tried riding it was get near the front and let the burritos, let everyone send their burritos and just drop back through all of those burritos uh, and then try and tag onto the back when everyone's done with their burritos yeah, I would say I would have uh, tried that too, but I wasn't strong enough to get up breakaway very fast enough against the B1s. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I was lap one. I was not lap two. Um, yeah. But I uh, I think that... So I think people... There has been some talk across various uh, places about how hard... Uh, the new pack dynamics make you ride. And there has also been the uh, the the discussion about wasted watts on Swift Insider. And I'm firmly in the everyone's wasting a lot of watts camp. Um, I finished finished 50th, so I'm not like saying that I was, you know, that I did this super well. Uh, but Everyone ahead of me did 0.3 or more watts per kilo more than I did. Um, there was quite a bit of savings to be had if you <laughs> if you were on your limit and surfing the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I think that's very fair. I although I will say that the the risk of the surf and the efficiency is the break will go. And that's the trick here. Like I, I went solo for four or five kilometers and, you know, uh, you know, if I was a better rider, maybe I would have made it stick, but I kept my feathers through breakaway break on the first lap. And then when we got in right before that climb, I like sent my feather off. So I was the only person with the feather and I attacked with the feather and I got up to about 10 seconds. And then as soon as we got to the flat and the hill turned down, the gap closed right up. <laughs> and then I, I mean, once it closed like from eight or nine seconds down to five seconds, I gave up and saved my powder till we got back into the corkscrew. But, um, you know, I think that's the trick. I know um, Anna Russell said on the wrap that she had her team and they, they kept two riders kept feathers and two riders took burritos and the two, they did the same thing. So they, you know, they had the feather onto that kind of draggy bit and the two ones with the feather went out the front and the two with the burritos follow behind and like tried to 
snapped the elastic and they ended up with a 10 man break in the front. So, um, you know, I think if you, if I just don't know if like, I mean, that's a one, they're obviously way, way stronger riders, maybe bigger differentials and stuff too. I think it'd be one that just sort of all the first 40, 50 riders all come back together anyway, because it's just too, too close of abilities and the pack dynamics. Like, yes, it's harder, but the pack's still pretty fast. Yeah. Oh yeah. Good. Uh, Hope everybody had good ZRLs. McCurry 40 this week for ZRL. So lots of sprints and uh, just the, (laughs) that climb back up and out uh, is going to be, I think pretty brutal at the end of that. Like I love McCurry 40, but yeah, that I'm, I am dreading that in the B ones. There's going to be some very, very strong riders who will drop me for sure. And then just looking at WTRL, it looks like this is a case where they have shortened the distance for the D categories. Am I reading this right? So custom. The Ds, yeah. Yeah, for the Ds and only the Ds. But is this the first instance where they're shortening for DCAT? I I don't know about first instance ever, but. Yeah, they used to have different numbers of laps for different categories. Um, but yeah, this is one of the one of the ones where and I, I think it's it's good. Like they are still keeping all of the segments. Um this this course has almost 13k from the last segment to the finish. Um so not a terrible idea. Well, and the uphill part too for the D's. Like, I mean, just the, you know, the, the, like that's a long drag for some poor rider who who's, you know, twenty minute average is in the two ish range, maybe two point three ish, and they're gonna ride, you know, for an hour, and then you're gonna ask them to do a ten kilometer three to four percent climb through that cave. I mean, that's tough that's real tough so you know i think this is probably a good decision from wtrl i know some of the comments were like this is going to be 90 minutes i'm going to miss picking up my kid from gym type stuff so i i think i think it's fair you know i don't think that these are going to complain too much except for william chow (laughs) god Yeah, so good stuff. Well, any other parting thoughts? No. Good. We'll let Chris go. So he he's probably getting ready now to get on to race two. Time to go warm up. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was hoping uh. this would go long, and I'd miss the start. But thank you. <laughs> well, on that note, we should say thank you to Chris Greenland. Thank you to Sean Fogenberg. Enjoy your races, everybody. Moo and good night. Sean might hit stop sometime. <laughs>